0: Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here... We take only photos. We leave only footprints. Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. My name is Kay, just the letter K. I am known as No Tracers on TikTok, No Tracers Urbex on YouTube, and No Dot Tracers on Instagram. Welcome to the show, all about urban exploring, where I interview other explorers about their stories and the crazy things that we do as people that are obsessed with decay. This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with Morning Reveries and her spouse, dorian helix you can find their instagram accounts down below in the description along with a bunch of other things i've got some links to amazon gear that i think you might need if you are just getting into urban exploring or if you want to upgrade your gear there are a bunch of amazon affiliate links down in the description Before we get into the podcast, just a couple things. If you are new to the show, please hit the subscribe button. I try to get these episodes up every Friday, uh, unless I'm on tour with a band, whether it's my band or if I'm working for another band as a content creator. uh, That's the only thing that will kind of slow these down, but... For the time being, every Friday, these episodes come out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and I have been uploading them to the No Tracers Urbex YouTube channel as well, uh, along with the photos of my guests, so you guys can kind of watch something and listen. If you prefer your podcasts on YouTube, they go up there. If you are a veteran listener, or if you like the show, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback, and I will send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place I've explored as a way of saying thank you. I do have a photography book out called No Tracers, an urban explorer's diary. If you guys want to get a copy of that, head to just the letter slash no tracers and I will hook you up with a signed copy of that book. It is self-published, so I keep 100% of the proceeds from that book. Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate you picking up a copy of one of those. Lastly, I need to thank our partner on the podcast, which is Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you're ready to murder your thirst, I've got an ad for you in three, two, one. Welcome to a new kind of experience that is not for the faint of heart. A new kind of water straight from the Austrian Alps, packaged in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. So if you want to stand out, if you want to murder your thirst and give back to the planet, give Liquid Death a try. The only thing that stands between you and the Reaper is a can of liquid death, not for the faint of heart. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast. Morning Reveries, Dorian Helix, please do me a favor and introduce yourselves to the No Tracers audience and how long you've been exploring for.
1: I'm Morning, my name is uh, Morning Reveries on Instagram. Um, People do know me by my name, Robin also, but I explore mostly with my spouse, um, Michael. And I'll let him say hi, and then we'll share how we got into this.
2: Uh, Yes, my name is Michael, and I go by Dorian Helix on all social media, I guess.
1: Yes. So, he's being shy. We've been together uh, 20 years, and we met, actually, in a Yahoo chat room uh, back in the day when the Instagram was new. We we always joke around that you've got mail story is sort of like our our story, and one of the things that attracted ourselves to each other is that we both love photography. I was a freelance journalist at the time, and I was already shooting photos with my stories for a newspaper, so we always, uh, from the start of our relationship, would travel around taking photos, and then I used to be a punk rocker in the 80s, so I spent a lot of time in abandoned buildings, including living in them um you know squatting and then of course going to shows and so when we would go on you know back road we, trips we um, you know would just stop and take pictures and we both love old buildings and then when um we moved to Pennsylvania it was just natural because this is just has so much history here and it just sort of led that way and I also was a reporter in Pottsville which is sort of the cradle of the industrial revolution in Pennsylvania. And I had written a series of stories on Centralia, which everybody knows where the abandoned mine fire is. And, you know, that just probably was part of it too. And then uh, he started going inside before I did, I would say outside. And then one day I was like, fuck it, I'm going in. And then that was it. You know, you just become addicted.
2: Well, I think what got you was the... Boarding house. There was yeah, there. There's an old boarding house that I had permission from one of the tenants to go up and take pictures. And um, I had went in there years before with another group that was looking for a, a hub for like social justice organizations in the area, and they let us look at it. Um, and so I remembered that. So one January,
1: yeah,
2: whatever year that was, uh, we went up in there with like our cameras. Seven,
1: eight years, maybe eight years ago.
2: Yeah. Um, Pretty cold that day but we went up in there and took pictures and uh that was I think one of the big hooks that yes. got us going
1: yes yes all this beautiful wallpaper from you know like the 20s 30s and 40s and um the old you know of course clothed bathtubs oh. and the next thing you know we're in old breweries and silk mills and you know went from there wow that's so and cool. it's with, yeah and because we both also had our kids young um we're we're Gen Xers and both of us since we had kids young and then when they were out of the house it became something else that just really blossomed our relationship that we could share together.
0: Yeah. I think that's so special that you guys kind of came together with this love for, you know, decay and abandonment. I think it's absolutely fascinating and I've had a couple couples on the podcast to share their stories and it's always so interesting that people come together uh, like in their relationship and, and it brings them together. And I think it's just shows you like the power even further. So of what we do and what we love and how that can bring people together. Um, so for both of you, can you bring me into your very first explorations like ever? Oh, wow. First
1: ever hmm. well, it was probably this old brewery, right?
2: We went in the silk mill first.
1: Yeah, there. Well, I don't want to. Well, we don't want to say where it is, but there's there's a big silk mill. It's one of the biggest in. We went in there, and we're so excited. It's empty, but a beautiful light, beautiful windows, and to me, it reminded me so much of, you know, like the old kind of warehouses that I would hang out in when I was homeless, you know, or squatting as a teenager, and yeah. Yeah, you know, we would just sit around and, you know, get high <laughs> when you're a kid. For sure. But yeah, but it was just beautiful and it just felt, you know, like you're transported back in time. But he was definitely at first more brave than I was, but then it kind of switched back around a lot over the years.
2: It goes back and forth.
1: Yes. <laughs> I love that. And I'm sure you I, guys kind of push in each my, other. Uh,
2: no fear arc right now yeah
1: he's going he's now in his no fear arc oh my god (laughs) yeah he gets more scared like if I fall and then he gets goes back into it you know because he is my protector of course
0: absolutely so can you guys take me into your gear like the gear you use and this could be uh, backpacks your actual camera gear shoes lights anything like that that you can recommend for like first time explorers that are like what do I need to
1: do this I absolutely, and it's funny because I bitch at my friend who I've been, you know, friends with for seven years. I highly recommend waterproof boots, making sure your boots, because you go through so many puddles and, you know, or if you're in a tunnel or anything and nothing's grosser than getting your feet wet Mm -hmm. and then or being cold the rest of the time. Like having like good, comfortable um, hiking boots that are waterproof, I think are really important. Well, thick
2: sole boots. Because, yeah, thick sold. You know, obviously there's lots of sharp things you can encounter, nails and whatever else. You want to make sure you protect your feet.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I think, and yeah, and then making them waterproof. Like gloves. Would be, and then, I know, I hate it when we forget gloves because we've come to love houses, and we, we're people who actually clean them up, and we need to we bring. We need to bring gloves to protect our hands, and you know we have respirators. And we don't always wear them. We've now been wearing more like because we have so many masks on right. us all the time. <laughs> but N95. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've just been wearing like an N95, um, only because the respirator, you know, will fog up my glasses or kind of thing. Definitely. But I mean, I'm allergic to dust, and I explore. <laughs> At the end of it, I'm like, ah, ah, you know,
0: but I don't care. <laughs> You've got to do it because you love it. Wow. That's hilarious. I know. Oh my God. I
1: know. I love it. I just love the story so much and the history and I love researching the background and finding out, you know, we've been in so many incredible places from, you know, famous people to railroad tycoons and just finding out who these people were mm-hmm. and even just to everyday people and reading their letters and their love letters and sometimes, you know, the man was away at war and yeah and just who these people were yeah it's always
0: so fascinating to get into the history do you guys do your research before you go in these places or after or like maybe a little bit of both
1: a little bit of both um I'm really good because I was a journalist I'm really good at researching mm. and finding places we haven't been able to um get out as much the past like year and a half because we take care of my dad who has dementia but i still have researched and found a bunch of places so once we're situated i'll be we'll be hardcore again i think i'm the better one at looking at maps he's better visually yes yes and then so it's kind of a bit of both like i might find initial research and then we go and then i might find other clues that lead me to do more in-depth research mm-hmm. later and
2: we try to stop at everything we see along the way if we can yeah if we can yeah
1: and um just to check it out yeah
0: and are you guys exploring just in like the pa area like the area you're in or do you guys travel together like what is your uh what does it look like when you guys actually go to these places
1: Well, we've been, you know, mostly just a regular explore for us could be Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Mm -hmm. Virginia, West Virginia. Okay. Um, Because where we live. Oh, yeah. Delaware. Yeah. You know, that's a three and a half, four hour drive. Mm -hmm. Distance easy from where we're at. And then we have probably two thousand sixteen when we drove across the country to see family in Washington State, we explored across the country. Wow. So that was that was fun. That's but it, crazily though, we have not explored north of New York. I mean, we've explored New York, but we haven't explored north of there. Go and ahead. which is nuts. So we've explored <laughs> I don't know how many states tons of states, but we haven't been north of it new york wow which we still have to do
0: yeah definitely there's i mean even if you go up into canada like even toronto outside of toronto there's a a bunch of stuff up there paper mills boats like all kinds of cool stuff up there that that i highly recommend checking out and so I want to jump into the book a little bit. Um, I've okay. been in Pennsylvania ruins of the family dream. Can you guys bring me into the initial thought of wanting to create a book? First of all, because I mean, I've got one as well. It's a huge task to take on and it, it takes time nice. and energy and a ton of effort. And especially if you want to yeah. do it right. So take me into the initial thought of like, Hey, maybe we should put this book together to the inception to like uh, publishing it and everything.
1: Um, well, I was approached by the publisher about creating a book and because I know that there had been other ones about Pennsylvania, I wanted to make it different. And I said, I wanted to do it also with my husband since we do it together. And I feel like it's part of our story. And he's, you know, the publisher said, that's a great idea. And our book, um, why it says ruins of the family dream is because it focuses on abandoned houses, even though we do explore other things, but it focuses on the abandoned houses, as sort of a symbol for that lost family dream. Um, and Pennsylvania, as my husband will say, go ahead about, it is so fascinating um, with its importance and role in American history, which he did a great job in the book.
2: Well, yeah, Pennsylvania was considered the mother of the industrial revolution in America. So it had lots of industries, uh, You know, from textiles to steel, iron and and, um, ship building and just a whole variety of stuff was happening in Pennsylvania because of the resources here. Uh, Also lumber in the day, they kind of clear cut the entire state at one point and had to regrow all the trees. Um, So it just served a really important um, part of building uh, the railroad and, you know, just and building uh railroad cars and engines and all just everything was just being done here in the state so it provided a lot of jobs
1: yeah and then of course when those jobs went away you know then everything else falls away Mm -hmm. and of course it seems like almost every mansion we go in is somehow tied to a railroad tycoon and it's fascinating to me after studying about the industrial revolution to then actually be in the abandoned houses or homes of these people that I learned about. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's so
0: fascinating to step into their lives for a second, you know, into the place that they rested their head at night and where they, you know, went after a long day of of hard labor. And I, I've been to a couple places in in Pennsylvania, Uh, obviously the, um, the Philly prison out there that's out there and i loved that place and one of my music videos that i filmed for an artist was in the uh, old glass factory uh up in pittsburgh uh that was one of the first like explorers that i really really did uh and got to use for a music video and that was super cool to see that and just see all the the glass that was still left on the ground the porcelain figurines like everything that was literally just left at that place it was so cool to step into the past like that so, when you guys uh, published, did you did you end up going through that publisher?
1: Yes, yes we did. And you know, it, it was um we're supposed to have another book coming out, but I haven't finished it and well we haven't finished it and so we're really late with it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's called we both have ADD. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, it's the, that one's on Maryland oh, cool. and yeah. Um, yeah. So we went with them, and it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know, going out and putting, you know, promoting it and contacting people, and you know, definitely it's a lot more than just trying to let go because you don't make much. You right. it's a smaller percentage of when it comes to them when you sign a contract, as opposed to if you self-publish and then promote it on your own. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what ended up what I did. I went ahead and yeah. self-published because, like, so I got hit up by a publisher and they were going to give me like I don't know 12% like a, a minute amount and I was like right. or or I could just self-publish this and keep 100% of it granted I had to pay for you know the printing and everything but I mean for me personally at the time I was I'm still relatively small on you know Instagram and TikTok and things but uh, I've you know done relatively well with the the proceeds of that book and you know it's been it's been awesome to see people you know, get excited over that stuff. And I love when other explorers actually take the time to make like a, a photo book because it, it does take a lot of effort. And having made one myself, like I can definitely appreciate and respect the fact that you guys went through all that effort to, to put something out. And the fact that you're working on a second book is super cool. And can't wait to, I, I'm definitely going to order uh, this book that you guys have on Pennsylvania because... My, my dad studied school, school there. He went to Penn State, and so I think he would love to check this out as well and kind of get a, a taste of the history there. Um, but do you guys have any uh, urban exploration injury stories that you would like to share?
1: Oh, yes, <laughs> I do. Me, um, I've, well, one is I have a scar over my left eye from when we were going to an abandoned resort in upstate New York. And me being, I'm from Florida originally. So my husband and our friend, City Sealights, Lights, are like, come on Robin, run. And it's ice everywhere on a hill. <laughs> so I'm trying to run up the hill and I'm already, I'm overweight anyway. So I'm trying to run up the hill and they're way past me. And then I go flying and bust my face, flying face forward on a big rock. Bloods everywhere and and I'm literally stunned. I'm seeing stars flying around, and they're like, "Get up, get up! Someone's gonna see us. We gotta go. Get up!" <laughs> my husband's laughing. You know, like, forget the blood, and I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> and they're like, "We gotta go. We gotta go." So somehow I get up, go in, and I ended up going in and I explored uh, two hotels <gasps> while blood. Oh, my dogs are oh, good. My husband. Maybe my no. husband forgot to put them away. It's all good. Um. Explore two blazes, and I I just took my scarf and wrapped it around my head to stop the blood, <laughs> and then went to the ER later.
0: Oh no! What did okay? So what was that conversation when you went to the ER? Like you, what? How, how did you explain what happened?
1: No, I told. I just said that we were taking photos on a mountain, and I slipped. Perfect. <laughs> and I fell on a rock. No, but the big thing is, is that I am also a professor. I teach writing. Mm-hmm. So I had to go in and teach my class. And my whole entire class, I had giant black eyes. Oh! And so my students were like, looking at me funny. I'm like, my husband did not beat me up. <laughs> yeah. But it's so many times, you know, because I would walk in limping, you know, bruised up, hurting. And they're like, what is going on with you? I mean, that's one time. And another time we were went into this old house and there was the big living room area was sunken down and there was an old piano kind of leaning in and then there was another little family room and i was i started backing up with my white angle to try to get a better shot of it and i stupidly didn't look where i was stepping and i stepped backwards and fell backward into and i the floor then collapsed behind me because i fell Oh you know, God. like when yeah. I stepped the yeah. floor the floor gave way. Oh. So I fell backwards and then I was hanging by the rafters. And so my arms are there, but then my upper body is lower than my legs. Oh no. Yep. Which which is worse. So then there, all that was left was a thin strip of linoleum and I'm screaming and I actually weigh more than him because he's thin. He's like a little thin thing, and so he comes in and is Hercules, and he somehow pulled me up. Oh my god!
2: Well, yeah, because we well at, at this point we had you know committed to staying on the same um, level uh, of any place together. Like we would just you know move from room to room and keep, take take turns, uh, but stay close. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't that far away. So all I heard was this scream, and then just. Uh, when she hit the floor, I could hear the boom and then I could hear a lot of crumpling noise, which is, I guess the floor disintegrating. So then I run, you know, through the uh, kitchen and look through the, where it was like, it was like, there was a door on either side because uh, there was this piano room and then there was a living room on that side. So I go along this thin strip of, of, um, of the wooden flooring along the wall, maybe about a foot wide. Uh, where I can go along and I somehow I pulled her up onto her stomach onto this ledge and then we just crawled over to the other side I'm not sure how that little piece of floor was holding us because the um, the wood below was all broken and collapsed everywhere but uh, we managed to get
1: yeah, it place. wouldn't have been pretty if I fell because I dropped my phone and he had to go down into the basement to find it. It
2: was about an eight foot drop at least. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. and it
1: was all like the wood beams were all like poking up, sure. so okay. I would have fallen on that. But so that was definitely a close call. Wow. Um,
0: but we've had a lot of
1: other like weird, interesting things with cops, you know, like I stupidly ran from the police one time and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> you know, we were at a resort and it was my birthday. And we going around, and I was like, "Oh, let's go! I want to go!" And so I, I started to go around a corner, and I'm like, "Oh fuck! There's a fucking cop!" And so he's like, "Okay, let's go! Let's run!" So we started to run, and me running is not pretty. And well,
2: we didn't think that I, I wasn't sure if it was a cop, us, and I didn't think right. he saw us. Oh, you know.
1: Man. Well, he we did. Just,
2: we just figured we thought we just saw the vehicle, thought it was security. So we no, were just to go. Ahead I knew and it was a it. cop.
1: That was my excuse, was that it was security. Because then then all of a sudden we're running and I'm trying to go over wet rocks. And then, of course, I slip and bust my ass. And then because I fall all the time. And then he goes, <laughs> he goes, freeze. Yeah, he pulled a gun and was like, freeze.
0: What? Oh my God. That's so accurate. So I'm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm on my ass, and then I'm, you know, having a panic attack, asthma attack. Oh no! And then he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Get up!"
2: And and she couldn't because she was huffing and puffing and breathing because she was having a panic attack. And then he's like, "Wait, is she okay?" I'm like, "I'm like, oh yeah, she's tough."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like she can handle it. She's all right. And you're like, "No, don't but tell me." I know, but he ended up letting us go. Oh, that's good. When
2: well, he looked through our photo bags to see if we had any copper, but
1: oh yeah, for
0: sure, yeah. for sure, especially up like, there. We're going to
2: be carrying copper in the bags, but yeah,
0: right, yeah. I mean, it's totally a thing. <laughs> People strip all these places, and you know, it's right. it's fast. They usually
2: use like duffel bags, though.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I just I'm a, I'm a good fast talker, so I just quickly said. um oh, no, I thought you were security and I'm a teacher and I didn't want to get in trouble. So for sure. <laughs> that's why I was running. That's why I was running. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got
0: to do what you got to do, you know, and it's good you guys got out of that situation. I've been, uh, had my fair share of close calls with the police and, uh, you know, yeah. thankfully, knock on wood, I have been uh, able to avoid them for the most part. Uh, other and than the, my- yeah, oh, Other yeah. than the ones that are like, cool about it like i've definitely had a cop tell me like yeah you can go in but if another cop arrives like i can't help you and i'm like that's all i need and you basically gave me permission i'm going in <laughs> like it's happening now um yeah can you guys take me into your scariest exploration and this could be uh i don't know if you're into like paranormal this could be uh in with homeless people or you know crazy people <sighs> whatever scary stories
1: uh, hmm Oh, I can think of sketchiest, but okay, yes, let's hear sketchiest. Maybe, yeah, yeah, I,
2: I, I don't get spooked out by a place. He doesn't. I
1: mean, we've had a couple yeah. kind of paranormal experiences. He doesn't really believe in that, but mm-hmm. I mean, I do. But I'd say paranormal would be we're at a hospital, an old tuberculosis um, sanitarium, and we had a friend with us, and there were three floors, and each of us were on a different floor. And go ahead, you finish.
2: Well, I was setting up to take a shot of maybe some um, encyclopedias full of dust and decay on top of an old dresser or something. I could hear, this is in the middle of winter in January or something, um, somewhere along that line, or February, I forget. But I remember in the hallway there, I could hear someone approaching me, and it sounded like they had um, those thick snow pants Mm -hmm. Uh, like the overall type snow pants you wear when you're a kid or whatever. And that's what it sounded like. And as they approached the door, I kind of looked over just expecting to see someone and nobody was there. And so then I would go about, set it in my shot. And I think I was doing something else and I heard it again. And I then I just looked outside the hallway to intercept them. Nobody's there. It just sounded like somebody was approaching me. Later on when we are all trading stories, we realized we'd all heard something similar on each of the floors like whoa
1: we we all heard someone walking up behind us yeah that's crazy there's this while we were yeah i kept thinking i was like michael is that you i turned around a couple of times thinking he was coming up behind me yeah
0: that's nuts there's so there's this like theory that i heard once that uh you know ghosts or whatever paranormal stuff like A lot of times the reason people have the same experiences and like you go to a haunted hotel and people experience like the same thing every single time is because they're trapped in this like loop like if you think of like a tape recording it just like kind of loops over and over and over again that's why people experience the same kind of thing and i just when somebody told me that i was like that is a fascinating theory you know if if there is something else out there that makes sense that they're stuck in this place and that's why people experience the same kind of things regardless of like if they're in the same room in the same building whatever um but yeah tell me about the that sketchy experience you had
1: oh i would say the school in new york the big You know what I'm time. talking about? You don't know what I'm talking
2: about. Oh, never in a minute.
1: Well, okay. Well, there is this big gothic... Oh, yeah. Yeah, school. Uh-huh. That This was years ago. People have been in since, but uh, a lot of people were getting arrested in a very, very wealthy area, and this place is, holy shit, amazing, and we literally... Actually... I'm gonna take this back I'm gonna go back to one of still to this day my favorite most epic explorer ever and I'm gonna say it because this place is demolished. It's the Buck Hills Inn in the Poconos mm. and I'm gonna say this place because everywhere was private property so the inn was, was
2: a, like a thousand acre community it was a, yeah it
1: was a thousand acre community so you couldn't park anywhere near it you had to park outside and walk in um. And we went in, uh, there was a guy who had killed a cop and police had been looking for him and they had went into that resort. So a lot of explorers had stayed out of it for a long time. Mm. And he wasn't there, he was at a different resort. But anyway, so what we did is um, my husband and another guy friend of ours, like drove up, dropped myself and city sea lights off. And this was pre-dawn, you know, 4, 4 a.m. And so we had all their gear, and then we, you know, the lights are off. And then we went up and then we hid in the bushes. And then um, they went and parked the car, and then they walked back in in the dark. And then we were in there for probably seven hours because this place wow. had 500 like rooms. Nine hours, I think. I don't know, it was, it was a long time. Yeah. But then we had to leave, you know. <laughs> so then we had to all walk out with people, you know, riding their horses. And, <laughs> and I have a lot of back pain. That's, and so I was in like dying of pain, and they're all walking ahead of me. That's partly why I fall a lot, but I keep going. I don't give a shit. So, <laughs> yeah. But then people saw that we went, and then all of a sudden it got slammed like the Instagram bum rush. Mm-hmm. And then I think like the next week, people start were getting arrested again. Wow. That was a pretty sketchy explore. There have been lots of other ones. Um,
2: well, again, with that one, we had went before that to figure out where the way in was or where a way in was and we had found it just walking around with our cell phones and um we left we got in our car and we're just driving off right as security pulled up so we were really like because we just drove right up that time we had no you know. idea we
1: were newbies back yeah, then. yeah we were
2: pretty new yeah
1: and so and they're like oh i guess you can't park here <laughs> better go yeah um yeah We were all eager thinking you know we had no clue and uh but we learned and we still to this day will do that i mean we will drive two states to go just go scout something out and then go back again later right just to make sure it's safe
0: yeah i the thing i remember that place for is that episode of fear that mtv yes. did there that yeah, like right, they right. were like saying some like question they were like making shit up about the place like for like, yeah. paranormal purposes like that's that's what i remember about that place i've obviously never been there but um and then there, there was like a, a fire a bunch of fires there at one point as well like and then yeah i don't, yeah, I don't know the full can,
2: history some but, of the rooms around uh show shows signs of uh Fire for sure
1: yeah. yeah it probably still is one of my favorite explorers to this day that yeah. was definitely very very risky a lot of people have gone to jail from yeah. that place yeah. and and then there was another there's another mansion that's somewhere in the northeast too that a lot of people have gotten arrested and he had to climb like a monkey it
2: in yeah that was my favorite yeah it was to, so
1: high oh my god I had
2: to stack up like an old door frame and a couple other things and grab onto the uh, balcony and pull myself over the ledge and then go downstairs and figure out how to get that in a window in the bathroom and I had to go
1: in this <laughs> tiny ass like I'm like so tall and, br- and I had to squeeze in and everyone's like come on Robin and they're pulling me in and shoving my ass and I'm telling my our guy friend I'm like just put your hand on my crotch and shove me in <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whatever to get in there, I, you know, let's go. You know, at that point, I don't care. Yeah. you like, don't be shy. Yeah. Get
1: my ass in. We gotta go.
0: <laughs> we gotta well, go. I think,
2: I think one of my personal favorites was a, um, an old, uh, uh, power factory or, uh, power station. Power station. Uh, and it was such an, an intense way to get in. You had to climb up on a little sub house and then you had to, uh, go to a different spot and you had to climb into an open window in the coal chute, um, which was not, it was bust. It was open, but it was, you know, swinging. It wasn't wide open. Like you could see it. Mm. You just had to know where it was at. And, um, I did that one twice. I had both people that I went, went the first time with, uh, I
1: didn't go by the way, cause I would have died. Yeah. <laughs> that would have
2: been uh, a tough one. Uh, so much climbing to do mm. to get in, but, uh, yeah, just to get into the coal chute, and then to go all the way up the culture, it was very long. And then, um, uh, and then this thing you know, to figure your way into the main part of it and get all the shots and, uh, you know, so there's, there's some like different iconic shots in there. Of course, we looked for them, we found them, and, but that was one of my favorite mm. did that one twice.
0: Wow.
2: Uh, and that one's sketchy because when you go through the fence, you have to keep cutting the fence. Um, and right where the fence is at there's a camera don't break the law
1: kids (laughs) yeah it's bad for you Um,
2: (laughs) you so yeah so it's just it's one of those ones where for this area for explorers it's one of those ones that you check off if you do it because it's a pretty risky uh uh adrenaline filled uh, explorer to do and to get out you know without getting caught for sure yeah
0: and then, can you talk to me about the Centralia a little bit more? Because that's obviously a place that a lot of people want to go check out. Oh, and, sure. Know, well,
1: there's, there's not really anything left now. <laughs> right. But back when I went, this was, this was like, God, what year do we move? For 2004. This is 2004. Oh wow. When I wrote the stories, and I write under the name Robin Meadows. That's why you see that in my email, mm-hmm. and I it, this was for. The Pottsville Republican and Herald and I think the AP picked up one of my stories but I um, back then like, the stories that I wrote, I wrote one about the little small borough that was before Centrario called Burnsville mm-hmm. you can still see like there's like an old uh, tub that was flipped up and made into uh, a shrine for oh. a saint, I can't remember the saint's name And that town was really fascinating. I interviewed one of the last surviving members. He still owns a property there. And this stuff is gone, but there used to be like an old car that was used to uh, sift coal. They made it because they used to go do strip mining. Mm -hmm. And back then it was really neat because you could really clearly see, even in that area, you could see the old sidewalks. And there was a lot more. The mayor still lived there in Centralia. And there were a couple other people And I got to interview the mayor and he was really old um in his house so when I was in it I mean it looks so much like a lot of these old houses that we explore you know with all the old I mean he was 90 I think I can't remember exactly but um I just that's one thing that I do miss about being a journalist but I um I didn't get to back when I was up here I wasn't a photographer for the paper because I was on staff right yeah, but it was re- yeah it was really fascinating. I also got to do a series on Yingling Brewery. Okay. And this was for the 175th anniversary, and that actually was really fascinating because I got to go explore parts of the brewery that other people don't see. Wow. I got to go all in the caves. That's sick!
0: Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Like yeah, so that was really neat. That's super cool. Um, do you guys have any goal places, like bucket list items that you're dying to check out? <sighs>
1: Too many, <laughs> so many. Um, you know, I've never been in a bank. Oh yeah, and, same, same. Yeah, and I mean, I know where some are. I just haven't been, and you know, I think now we're. It's been like we're getting older because, yeah, it's just hard. Like now, I'm to the point where I don't know. I, I feel a little more sketched out. Sure. But yeah, so I seek a bank. I want to. I want to find a cute laundry mat. <laughs> Nice. I don't know. I think it's so cute. And I'm trying to think where else. We want to
2: go overseas. Well,
1: We definitely want to go overseas. I want to explore France and Italy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, the Slavic nations. But right now, I know they're dealing with so much. So with much. Taking in refugees. Yeah. Um, You know, that's... I mean, there's just so much there. I don't even want to name... I don't want to name the places because I don't like to do that. Yeah. I'm really... Um, We're both really big about respecting locations. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I would ask for new explorers is we have seen so many places get destroyed from people oversharing and it's really important to protect these places because we've also seen places get saved. And if people are oversharing and then the places get stripped out, so they lose uh, bits of their architectural value then it's harder for them to get preserved. So then like if a developer buys a historic house because it's on 10 acres, what they'll do is they'll let it sit and rot. Hmm. So then they can get it condemned. Uh, fascinating. That's a lot we talk about in our book of why these houses get abandoned. Right. But people can fight it. But if people are going in and stripping it, it makes it harder. Right, right. Huh. Then it loses its historical integrity. Yeah, no, for sure. That
0: makes sense. Like, I definitely get yeah. that. I had a, a guy on the show called After the Final Curtain. and he. Yes, I know him. Yeah, yes, so yes. he restores uh, th- old theaters, and I, I think that's super fascinating. And I love that he's, like, all about that and, you know, restoring things. And I think that's such a cool cool addition to to urban exploring is the restoration and preservation process of these buildings and these places and when you had mentioned that you guys go in and like clean up houses and stuff like i think that's super fucking cool
1: well people some people say like oh leave it as it is like we don't steal Uh, but these places uh, when shit's thrown everywhere that's not how that was left it's because vandals and looters Mm -hmm. went in and were throwing shit everywhere right you know, I mean, and we're, you know, trying to be artistic. So, of course, we want to arrange things to make it look like, it, you know, like it probably did. Yeah. Before they threw stuff all over the floor. Right. Absolutely. Before they turned the couch over. <laughs> you know, we're going to put, put the couch back
0: up. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. If you guys could live in one place you've explored for an entire week, which place would it be?
1: Oh, God. That's so... Where would you well sorry we've been in a lot of beautiful houses
2: yeah, i think um <laughs> i don't know uh it's a good question
1: <laughs> i think i would if i could dream i would dream that the pink bedroom mansion that was set on fire and burned down mm-hmm. in maryland i would dream that we could actually not even living it for a week but that we could have saved it and bought it and rescued that house.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I mean there's there's so many places we've lost and you know my last episode I just put out was about this uh, insane asylum in, in Downey, California that everybody knows about so I don't mind talking about it and the fact that it just like got fucking burned to the ground like a week and a half ago. I was in the middle of a tour with a band and uh, damn Gina hit me up via text and was like hey so i don't know if you saw this but the Downey insane asylum's been like burned to the ground and i was devastated like my heart literally fell out of my chest and i was like this place was iconic it was like one of the first places i got to explore when i lived in california and it was beautiful it was a beautiful asylum and had patient wards and like you know everything and the fact that somebody went in and just fucking set it on fire and like the whole th- the video of this place on fire is gnarly it's just the whole thing is like blazing and it, it it's just I hate when people go in and like fuck up our shit like that you know it's, it's I don't understand it. I don't either I, I, I really don't get it like what is the point of you know well, doing that and
2: stuff? also the graffiti artists that will intentionally like cover iconic rooms right. with shots that say like fuck your iconic shot and all that yeah. they just do it and
1: just it's like controlling you know. giant penises, that kind right. of
0: stuff. And then, uh, how did you guys come up with your usernames on uh, social media?
1: Oh, okay. Well, mine, um, I just, this is not my first account. I had deleted my other one back because of trauma, but I'm mm. not going to talk about that. Sure, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that was years ago.
2: That's my second account, too.
1: Um, and I was trying to think of a name and I had changed it a couple of times, but then I was thinking of, you know, we're always up early in the morning. So to me, like these photos are part of that reverie for me. Mm. So they're part of that kind of like dreamlike state.
0: Wow. I love that.
1: You know, the product of that coming out of our early morning adventures. So that's where mine came from. And I don't know if, do you even remember where yours came from?
2: Not really, and I've actually changed it a little bit recently because for years it was Dorian Helix, but I actually adjusted it to Dorian Helix recently, mm. um, for personal reasons. But uh, I, I just think I liked the combination, um, and
1: well, I think you did Helix well, right because you're drawing. It was because related, you're related to
2: my art. I was signing my art. Dorian Helix. Oh, cool. Or Dorian Helix, but uh, he, that's he, probably where it came from. He
1: does a lot of his ink drawing that he does involves a lot of geometric patterns. Sick. I love that. Um. So I, I think that the Helix part would probably yeah,
2: come from it's, that. It's, it's part of it. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's th- yours was is older than mine.
2: Right. Well, I've used that. Yeah, one Yeah, mine all time.
1: was. I had a stupid name before. Yeah. I've been using, <laughs> yeah.
2: Dorian Helix has been what I've used since I first went on Instagram. Um. Just only recently changing it a little
0: bit.
2: uh, yeah. At least 10 years, I guess.
0: I don't know, a long time. It's crazy to think about how long Instagram's been around. (laughs) Right. Um, What do you guys hope for the future of urban exploring?
1: Well, it's so funny after you've been on a while, you know, I remember when we were newer and then the old schoolers, you know, how they were like, to us. And then now we're part of the old schoolers. And then... You know, we see like newbies coming in and just being like, fuck it and fucking shit up or, you know, sharing everywhere. And now there's all this new stuff and people like selling pins and what I hear about. And we tend to now like more keep, you know, we have a very small circle. Yeah. Um, I guess my thing is just, I hope for the future is that, you know, people just learn to respect locations. Yeah. You know, have fun, but, you know, be discreet Mm -hmm. and, of course be nice to each other like there are people of course over the years that you maybe don't like but you can still not be rude and hateful yeah. and you just keep it cool you know absolutely I, know, I guess that's the old timey saying right
0: <laughs> <laughs> no but it's true you know and we have to respect these places otherwise we're gonna lose all of them you know right and then uh last question for you both is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring Oh.
2: Well, I I think probably I would say what we've learned over the years is to uh, inspect a place carefully, which is kind of my job, um, before we go in. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, I, I tend to be the one, if it's new, um, oftentimes to go through and make sure the floors are safe and that there's no vultures or Murderers, or whatever. <laughs> um, that tends to be I tend to be the one that makes sure it's checked out and checks out okay. And like with the one where she fell, I had I had said, well, just be very careful here because yeah. the floor is soft. Um, I probably in retrospect, I would say, don't walk on that floor,
1: yeah.
2: Um, just to be safe.
1: Well, I was stupid. But, that was my fault because I didn't look and yeah. I knocked up. Yeah. What I want to say though, for me, I want to, um, I think for me would be kind of the same thing about checking things out but for a different reason exploring houses is actually super fucking sketchy because a house can look like it's abandoned but it's actually people live in there and we actually saw this amazing victorian house once that literally had boards on the windows like old piled up dirty newspapers out front um overgrown even had, like, an old nasty wood ramp that was, like, broken. The side door was open, um, and it had a little guest cottage in the back that was all dilapidated and decayed and asbestos. And I was like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then it's like, yeah, it's abandoned. So he went in the back door. I went in that side door. We go in, and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. There was nobody there, but I could tell somebody had just left. Oh. And it, everything inside was nice. And it had, where, you know, how like um, when you get up from the couch after you've been laying down and the the blankets all nice. Yeah. It, was, I, it was just new. And like the slippers were still oh sitting there all clean that's by terrible. the toilet. And I was like, we have to fucking go. Yeah. Oh my God. And then we ended up going by just to make sure at nighttime. And of course, there were lights on in a car. <laughs> oh, that's it.
0: Well, dang, yeah. good thing you guys didn't get, you know,
1: caught yeah. in there in somebody's house. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, oh, I have, I want to share one more story sure. real fast. Um, we were exploring an old farmhouse that we had just found driving around and um, we were with City Sea Lights and she does a lot of modeling, you know, in the nude mm-hmm. and when we go with her, like she's always separate and, and like, we're not watching her or anything like that. So she's off. And then all of a sudden I'm down by the door that we came in. Next thing you know, this man walks in and he's got a gun on his hip. And I'm like and he's like, What are you doing in here? And I know that City Sea Lights is naked in oh, another no. room. Oh no. <laughs> and my husband is somewhere. And and I don't know. Um where they are so I'm like oh god I've got to delay them and then somehow also let them know that we're caught you know so I start doing my smooth talking you know Mm that oh my god I'm so sorry we're photographers and I'm trying to get them outside so they don't see her Mm -hmm. uh yeah it, it was crazy but I end up getting them outside and then all of a sudden the other guy I guess the dad pulls up and he's also got a gun on his hip that was really stressful. Oh, my God. So then anybody who knows her, she throws her clothes, like, all over. So it, so it took her forever. So she she finally, they end up finally coming out. And I'm, like, sweating outside. I'm like, because they're like, what do you mean she's nude inside? What are you doing to her? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. They thought we were, like, filming a porno oh inside God. or something. Oh, my God you're like no we're just taking photos it's not a big deal yeah no it's just art she's doing self-portraits we're not photographing her right right
2: we leave her alone yeah
1: yeah we don't go near her she's in another part for sure yeah wow so and then yeah go ahead i was just gonna
0: say if you guys could uh tell everyone your your social media one more time i would love to you know let let them know where they can find you online
1: oh sure um i am on instagram i am morning underscore you know morning like m-o-r-n-i-n-g Morning underscore reveries. And
2: Uh, for me, it's uh, Dorian Helix all together.
0: All right. That was my episode with Dorian Helix and Morning Reveries. If you want to check them out, both their links are down below. If you want to pick up a copy of their book, Abandoned Pennsylvania, I will set a link down below as well to that. If you guys want to get a signed copy, you can hit them up directly. Otherwise you can get it through Amazon, uh, which is the link down below. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback, and I will send you a signed photo of an abandoned place that I've explored as a way of saying thank you for supporting the show. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week with another one. If you want to come on No Tracers, just hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram, no tracers on TikTok, or you can, you know, hit me up on my personal page as well, which is just at K I'll put that down below for you as well. And I'll speak to you very soon. Thanks, guys. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out. Go explore something. And remember, leave no trace.